G'day folks, welcome to Wobbly Player Syndrome number 28, Will My Wallet Handle Ninth Edition? This is part 2, as our recording did go for almost 2 hours, we thought we'd better split it up. We have just covered the video of the announcement, and we're now moving into the 9 things that make 9 great again. Check in the mind, Kayla. Um... <laughs> So, um, after, during that whole announcement, they also showed uh, the video of what we, uh, what was it? Nine things to know about Ninth Ed. Now, this video actually got me more excited about Ninth Ed than the actual cinema. And before you go on, I'm going to make a bold statement and say, I haven't seen it. It pissed me <gasps> off. My God. It pissed me it. off. It pissed you off. Sorry. Ooh, this video everybody. just got me crankier and crankier. And crank you. Well, let's see if this yeah. one works. Yes, we tried to add another video in. It was working testing stage, but you will have to just check it out on Warhammer TV on their YouTube page again. You may even be able to hear uh, the video in the background. It did start coming through. All right, so nine things, great things. You'll have to watch the link because if you can't hear it, it's not much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Which is disappointing, I must say. So, and of course, everything else is just shut down because I was looking elsewhere, so I've lost my run sheet. <laughs> Don't miss much. Oh, that's harsh. Run sheet. All right, nine things about it. We, um, okay, so there's nine main things they talked about. They said it's the best game ever. They said it's the Crusade, Command Points, Tanks and Monsters, Terrain is Back, Scale of Battle, Reserves, Blast Weapons, and number nine's off the page. One moment. Flyers. Flyers. Thank you, Flyers. <laughs> oh, I'm really disappointed. This I'm not. It's okay. Yeah. Let's just move yeah, on. Really I'm going to take this right from the start because I'm going to I'm going to disappoint everyone and reveal to everyone exactly how fucking in tune I am. I'm excited about Ninth Edition only because it's a new game in a time when I'm ready to start playing again, when I'm buying the Necromunda box set, when I might buy a miniature or two, when my kid's to an age that might actually be about to play, and we have an edition of the game that's going to last for at least three years that we can just start playing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, seriously, that's it. That's my takeaway. Because I don't know anything about the the rules previously, so I have no comparison yeah. to to get to aside from the terrain, which you guys will get to. Um, and well, yeah, that's it I for me. I watched the Q and A in a, when it was um, uh, replayed. I didn't watch it live, so I watched the Q and A. They did spread out, spread out. They gave more information about the the nine things. I thought one of the cool things about it was it's being play tested. Yeah, and that might not seem a small thing, but we've been playing 40k for how long? How often do we say, do you think we fucking playtest this thing? I I will believe that it's been more playtested than usual yeah. when it works better, because like they've, they've playtested every edition. Well, you this know, thing also involved, there is a clip <laughs> out there that they actually talk to some of the playtesters. And a lot of what the playtesters said is like, that's very generic and doesn't tell me anything, know, right? guys. Thanks. One yeah. of the playtesters was the organizer and creator of Nova Open, whatever it's mm. called. Yeah. So, and I feel that you'll see the um, uh, uh, maps 
Oh my god, the words are fun! You like that? We're all waiting. <laughs> oh, so. <okay>. Uh, <laughs> we'll see the. What? Maps? Um, you know, the. The, board, the, the, the tables? What? No, no. The things you've got to do. The, and you've got to do stuff? The mission? The missions. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> We're slowly getting I there. I feel like we've unlocked Holy an achievement. Shit. <laughs> the missions are big. Right, speak to me. I know it. <laughs> I know, right? What's that? Timmy's down a well. Um, it's like a thing you do. Shit. This is our first episode, right? Oh, I'll get better, right? Oh, shit. No, that's my favourite part. Honestly, that is my favourite ep- part of any episode ever. I love it. No, no Mark waving the fucking paper in front of his microphone is my favourite part. Uh, so, Michael, tell us about Crusade, what you know about Crusade. Well, I mean, Crusade sounds really interesting because from the sound of it, they've taken a lot of the, you know, previously kind of sidelined uh, campaign advancement rules for characters and stuff and Shoot, made that an, an actual... Shit. Well, it, it's been around in a lot of editions. Like, Hor- the Horus Heresy has alternate rules for it. Uh, I've played in a couple of campaigns where they've kind of jury-rigged character advancement rules and it sounds like they've got that for like most of your army um and i like the sound of like pick um you know pick a certain number of power point power level of troops and units and that's your that's what's in your army potentially and then as you play in this kind of crusade campaign you can take units from that yeah yeah so where you can actually you know we've tried to do a, a slow grows or campaigns where you get territory to get more points Help with your mind. Out of there was there, but this is the first time I actually feel like it, they're actually doing something like that. So you actually build your army and you're invested in your army. Yeah, you know, it's not just here's my two thousand points. Yep, they do stuff. It's a yeah. character. I mean, the way they sold it. You know, my scouts now a sergeant. Your sergeant's almost dead, but he's been promoted to dreadnought. <laughs> That's, yeah. that's exciting. Yeah. My, my, my opinion's just meh. It's like, it's it's not a necessary thing that I feel is needed for the game. It's um, you, You're talking about a game which is designed around tournaments and being able to play various people at various times. I'm really not going to give one rat's ass if someone walks in that I play against what the history is on their campaign beforehand. If anything, I'd feel, well, have you legitimately campaigned this properly to earn those rewards that you've gotten, or have you just said you've done it? There's no proof. Yeah, I I think with the campaign rules, I think the main point with that is that it's designed to be an RLG-type situation Mm. where there is documentary evidence of an actual campaign tournament not necessarily tournament but it's like it's it's bringing role-playing back into wargaming where you actually have a genuine campaign that moves through your group of friends it's absolutely not the shit that oh yeah no and i I totally get that it's i totally do but if they're marketing that as a selling point of it to me they need to provide more info than what they've got now because interestingly they did actually say uh, in one of the, in part of their examples where they're talking about it, they were like, "You could show up to play people you don't know with your yep. with your crusade army," yeah. 
and yep. it's like really? it sounds like yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah that's, and that's what they, 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 um, considering that guy we had how long ago was it Gris? the Corsair army who lasted three weeks. Could you imagine what would happen if we let that type of thing that Michael and I are saying? You've got that ability where someone says, I've earned all these skills in these previous campaigns. These guys are freaking yip-yah. Yeah, but uh, again, I mean, this this comes back to the whole don't be a dick thing that, you know, we've covered endlessly on this uh, show. Um, the, the, The thing is that, what I like about Crusade is that they've given us a framework which we can operate in to to add narrative in if you're not game mechanics minded. Yep. So because because before if we wanted to have a running campaign we had to create the missions and then we had mm-hmm. to create the rewards and stuff like that, um, and you'd wind up creating these massively broken systems because let's face it, you know, there's four of you, and you can't play test that well. Whereas, seriously, well played, Mark. Yep. Yeah, yeah whereas, you know... The reason I brought it up yep. is because in the bit where they're talking about, yes, you can play this with people you don't know, um, they mention that the Crusade rules have a balancing factor in that those upgrades make your units more expensive. They affect your stuff. Your opponent mm. gets stuff to counter the yeah. fact that you have stuff. <laughs> so it's not like they just show up and say, my guys are better, because they just are. Mm. Um, they might mm. have optimal. They might have optimal stuff that you would normally have to roll for, but you will at least get some kind of benefit to make mm. up for the fact that your units aren't as good. Yeah. Much yeah. like in Blood Bowl, yeah. you know, like the inducements, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I'm, don't I'm, I'm not being negative about it. I'm being more ambivalent about it. It's just something I do not give one rat's left testicle about. I just see the potential for abuse. I, I mm. think I'm excited about for a, a slow grow would be a great way for, to use Crusade. Yeah, uh, yeah that, that was, that was the, my first thought. Yeah, no, I, I love um, Safeway Mark's point. I thought, I thought that was... hit the nail right on the head. And I, I think the, the fact is that most players in the world play in a non-tournament environment yes. where the rules are not strict yeah. and the people are generally friends and known to each other and less likely to be antagonistic to each other um and i think yeah i I think it's great as long as everything's documented and tracked as a campaign uh what what, ecosystem maybe uh it's i i actually i'm actually really excited this is the thing that makes me most excited about this edition same for me. That's exciting too. I think they've they worked out that Necromunda has been huge for them. And what's mm-hmm. the big thing about Necromunda? That RPG side. They're tracking yeah. an advancement of your kill game. team. Yeah. Was also huge for them. Right? Again, mm-hmm. same kill thing team, yeah. is just. Uh, well, yeah, it was still against building the character yeah, up. I know. So I, I think I was people who aren't playing scale. kill team. Yeah. yeah, I'm not being negative. I'm being ambivalent. Me, it's Shut just up, meh. Go on, RPG. I'll get back no, to that. No, no, I'm with you. No. It's good. It's okay. I, I disagree with you, but I appreciate your... Uh, where, where are you coming from? I think we just have different... Uh, what yeah. we want to do with, with the game. I think it opens yeah. up. You've got your tournament players, you've got your match player players, and now you've got your story players. Mm. So it, it's... To me, it sounds like they're listening. And that's really yes. weird to say for Games Workshop. 
Yeah. <laughs> but they did it in eighth. They listened in eighth. Mm. It's, it's well, yeah, weird. that was that was one thing I was going to say. Like, it feels like they've taken the multiple different ways to play the game, yeah. and they've kind of made them a bit more codified and made them a bit more reactive to the communities that they're supposed to be targeted at. Yeah. As you said, they had like you know people who design major tournaments doing playtesting. So that probably, ideally, is going to help whatever the new match play system is. And it sounds like they've also taken a lot of feedback from the way Necromunda and those games have worked for making with the narrative thing. Whereas before, they kept saying, oh, you can just play narratively, but it really felt tacked on. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it was like, oh, you can do this, but we'll give you the minimum. You can reenact this. Yeah. There's nothing. There was nothing to it. All right. Mark, safe for work. Command points. So command points. Um, I mean, it it looks like they've actually done a fairly extensive rework on this whole thing. Jeez. Basically, you, they've done away with all the CP batteries and stuff like that. So, so basically, your your detachments cost you CP now. Yep. Um, and I mean, your 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 main detachment with your warlord in it gets refunded back to you, and you have to spend more CP to get other detachments. And they and they they've they've really seemed to rewarding the whole battle forge you know your army is an entire you know like your your detachment has to be from the same army yeah yeah and that kind of thing so you don't wind up with like necrons and tyranids and tau and stuff all in one army yeah. um because they just go the best ones and these generate me the most cp points of course it's. um They've also made it so that you get some CP back each turn um, for further stratagems, and I think that was all right because, I mean, we've all played a game where you've had, like, three CP and you're, you're done by the end of turn one or two yeah. um, and and the other person has a CP battery of, like, 26 points or whatever and can just do whatever they want. Yeah, so... I always found command points were balancing with the 8th edition because I'm playing against custodians who have no command points, right? Because they're just too expensive. But I play mm. guard who have all the command points. Mm. But for guard to kill custodians, they need all the command points. <laughs> <laughs> and I found that balance. But then I saw how they're doing this is, yes, if you go this type of force, you get this many command points. And then you've got to spend it on detachments. Then you've got to spend it on not just your stratagems as well. you also got to spend it on um, reserves, which we'll get to later. Uh, I love it. It's, it becomes that thinking game again. It's not just the generic, here's my seven stratagem cards in a row. It's cost me eight points. But you know what? You no longer have a force on the field. Ah! Yep. Yeah. yeah, the other thing that I liked was that they've, they've introduced that whole um, penalty for falling back oh. so you don't wind up with a unit that <laughs> well it is it is it's a stratagem it is a stratagem so um, and 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 having the points come to you each turn uh, means that, that there's there's a potential for you to actually be able to make that count later on. So in the I battle. want to throw it to Michael because I think he's played more AOS than the rest of us. He'd be familiar, familiar with the command phase that they have in AOS than the rest of us. That that was kind of my takeaway when I saw that they're adding that command phase. It's pretty much 
AOS at the start of each turn, you have that phase where you activate your general's ability stuff mm-hmm. in that command phase, and that feels like what they're borrowing from with it. It worked. It felt good. Yeah, yeah I mean, it sounds interesting. I kind of like uh, the drip-feeding command points thing. Ideally, I think armies should have less command points, but they get drip-fed in, yeah. because then you'll see less of those, oh, I'm going to spend seven in one dumb strategy, yeah. and more, I'm going to do a little thing each turn, which I mm. think is mm. feels better yeah. from a gameplay perspective. The game's not over in the just, first turn, yeah. Yeah! <laughs> and you could even work it to, so that you get more throughout the game, so that you your final turns actually become that climactic kind mm. of finale. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing worse than turn five, you need that re-roll and go, ah, son of a... <laughs> Still got a draw. I'll take it. <laughs> I have a feeling there's going to be a lot more uh, warlord traits and abilities that increase your drip feeding, because one thing I did notice in Engine War is that Zeech Exalted Demons, Zeech, Zeech Exalted Demons, can get an ability where there is a one in three chance they'll gain an extra CP per turn. And Ooh. I feel like that ability is going to start cropping up in the well, new codexes. That is the one thing mm. that Psychic Awakening is definitely built for Ninth Edition. Yeah, and I saw that, and I thought, that lines up Ooh. with the new CP rules. Interesting, interesting. So, yeah, yeah. it would be interesting to see where they come from. Isabel, you got anything to add to that? All I would say to that is I have no idea about this rule stuff. However... What I've seen, seriously, no, what I've seen of uh, Codices and Psychic Awakening releases, it's been so recent. So these these types of books, from a publishing perspective, a writing perspective, they start these years in advance. They don't they don't release these things. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. You know what? Psychic Awakening book 45 didn't fucking do very well. I think maybe what we'll do is we'll release a new bloody rule set next week. That doesn't happen. No. So there, there is a huge amount of planning and execution going on here. Yep. And I believe that the most recent releases of GW and, and Warhammer, I should say, um, they're, they're all going to be built for the new code, the, the new rule set and more to the point, they're going to be built so that people don't need to buy another codex very soon. Yeah, well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, my theory. One, number four was tanks shooting in hand-to-hand combat. Now, I chose myself to lead off on this one because I play tanks. <laughs> and I hate when someone goes, I'm going to put 30 orcs in your tank so can no longer shoot. And I go, shit. Well, that tank is no longer any point. So hearing that they can fire and hand-to-hand makes me go, Nye! because I never thought, I was thought strange if you got like a, a Scarab Swarm or a, uh, uh, I was going to say Grotz. Yeah, Grotz work or Tomagansi. I'm now touching your tank. Mm. You can no longer shoot. Bullshit. I've got a big fucking turret up here. How are you going to stop that? Shove your hair in it. See what happens. So I'm a big fan of that shoot. As long as it, I don't think that turrets can shoot the person who's in hand-to-hand <laughs> combat with them. That's what I was about to shoot. say. You know, yeah, at minimum one inch has to it has to be firing at something like that. 
That that would be my comment on that. It's just like it makes no sense that that big fucking gun, which is three and a half meters long, if you put it in a real life perspective, can pivot uh, 180 degrees, 90 degrees, whatever, and be able to shoot the little snotling that's down on the ground. Short, shoot over the heads and go into the next available set of troops yeah. or whatever is available there. But it makes no sense that yeah, yeah. I, I think I remember doing it to one of your games where I bought out a whole stack of warriors and surrounded the tank. Yeah. You couldn't do anything, but I was able to smack the tank. To yeah. death with warriors. Yeah, you get a snotling base who touches a bane blade or a knight. They can no longer shoot. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> I think the worst one I've ever seen was an Emperor Titan, which had a bunch of Terminators with storm shields roll around its toes, and then it couldn't shoot anymore. Yeah. Uh, I, I think if they've got small arms like storm bolt bolters, pintle mounted storm bolters, they should be able to shoot in hand to hand when they're in combat, but the big cannons and stuff. Yeah, they should be able now, to... now there was some extra information um, about that whole thing that What's dropped, um, where they were saying that uh, Lehman Rust tanks and Land Raiders were getting buffs. They almost confirmed uh, improvements for the Predator, and uh, there was another tank. Um, Poor Predator. Uh, I can't remember oh, off the top of my the head. Same article I saw. Um, um... However, um, yeah, so um, they were looking to try and make some of those high-point tanks that have been irrelevant for for an addition or more, um, sort of bring them back, bring back the potency for the points. I just Mm. want to put my hand up. When has a Lehman Russ ever become irrelevant? (laughs) I was about to say, people kept saying those tanks were irrelevant shit, and it wasn't really my experience. Lehman Russ ever been irrelevant? Well, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I haven't, I, I haven't seen that with a Lehman Russ because they've always been a pain in my ass. But um, it probably was at high but, end meta tournaments. Yeah, but the Land Raider, the Land Raider has been suffering for a long, t- like it hasn't been good since. No. It hasn't been vaguely good since 7th. The Redeemer Land Raider today's battle. That's 275 points, and it's got an eight, a 12-inch gun. I went, Jesus Christ. It's <laughs> yeah. the most expensive Land Raider, I believe. Yeah, I, I mean, in 8th, I just never ended up putting it on the table because oh. the quad Laz wasn't, wasn't worth it. And, and, and remember, this also includes monstrous creatures, not just vehicles. Monstrous creatures are also included in this. So you can no longer tie up um, um, some god-awful tyranted warrior who just wants to eat your face by just going, tag! And mm-hmm. and they can attack stuff on second stories of buildings, yes, finally. Yes, the other one. I'm up the stairs. Uh, what are you going to do? <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. That, I, I, I had my very first um, Tyranid game against Ultramarines. They... they hopped up on the second story and I couldn't charge them or do almost anything to them and And it's like a gigantic monster and I'm like just eat them they're right there (laughs) (laughs) one of the dumbest things I saw with that rule was when Imperial Knights needed to spend a stratagem and spend command points in order to be able to measure their melee distance from higher up the model yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it, it was ridiculous. Um, yeah, uh, this is a great rule. Some of the iconic pictures you've seen is a dreadnought crushing some poor orc skull while blasting away at something that's in the distance. Mm. You can never do that in the game. 
but now you might be able to depending on the skull thickness of the orc mm. yeah, so I'm excited to see what happens there I expect they might excited. be on, on, in terms of not being able to shoot the person who's engaging you I suspect yeah. that there might be some exceptions for that for like titanic things and monsters and stuff like yeah. two dreadnoughts wailing at each other might be able to shoot each other That'd be awesome. Whereas, like, a Lehman Ross probably shouldn't just... be able to shoot the Gretchen next to it. <laughs> Everyone who's watching this, can you just show us again how two dreadnoughts fight each other? That was very they good. fight each other like this. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it! Stop it! Ah! Curse your son! Ranged weapons is how they fight each other. And if there aren't ranged weapons, then literally it is, like, head-butting. <laughs> terrain is That's back, Michael, have... so you tell me. Oh, terrain! I I have high hopes for them saying they're going to fix terrain. Um, but, you know, they were super keen about the changes they made to terrain in the last edition, and I was like, why? Why are you proud of this? Mm. So, um, I'm hoping that this is going to be really good. Like, a lot of it is in there. Um, a lot of the stuff that we wanted them to do, like making terrain work, being able to actually use it to sit in a building and hold it and stuff like that, and being obscured by terrain. Yeah that kind of stuff like having terrain actually block line of sight for things is going to be great so i'm hoping key that words. it works key words for terrain and obscure is one of the key words for certain terrain mm-hmm. yes yeah i'm i'm yeah. i'm really looking forward to that cuz as a as a tyranids player um yeah the amount of times i've just had gene stealers just completely obliterated because they can see through a pinhole in a piece of terrain yeah. is just you know, every game. Yeah. And I don't mind that they can see through that pinhole, but it bugs me that there's no panel. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. oh, well, I can see you and you're not in the terrain, so there's no benefit to the fact that 99% of you is obscured, lol. Yeah, yeah I, I can see the back of your foot, therefore I can blow your head off. Yeah, so of, of the 40 of you that are there. Yeah. yeah. The old rules of when I was behind a forest... Well, you can't see me because you can't see more than two inches in a forest. You just can't. Yeah. But that tree's opened up. I can see straight through those trunks. If they move out of the way of the woods. It's like, yeah, yeah. the rules say fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah look, it's, I, I think terrain rules are one of the idiosyncrasies of wargaming that is extremely difficult to get right and I think they overcorrected with the last edition and I'm hoping they bring it back to a uh, a more stable middle ground with this edition because things like third edition and, and, and even ever since then because that was the last edition I played there were nerfs and there were, there were buffs that just allowed beardy players to do whatever the fuck they wanted but you know your average person would just like oh shit oh okay yeah I lost that unit it was my commander (laughs) and so it's uh, I think it's really important to get terrain rules right and I think not to go too far either way and I think hopefully they're going to retreat back from this complete nerfing of terrain that they did previously and bring it back to a space where it's it, it's actually a good thing mm. I'm hoping that they do keep terrain is an armor modifier I love that, I think that's fucking great, 
I like that if you shoot someone with a las cannon, it goes through the tree they're hiding behind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like I did, I never liked terrain as an invulnerable save. I thought it was dumb. Tree. You can't get through hardwood trees. I'd I'd also like to see like some kind of hit hit penalty. Well, I mean, instead well, for the obscuring of the, and stuff. We used to have hit penalties, and instead we got we've gotten an armor save. So, yeah. but it, it has the same effect upon the shooting. I think. Mm. Yeah, the biggest one. If you try to hide a tank in Eighth Edition, good luck. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's hard. You just can't. It is ridiculous. Alright, scale of battle, Mark S. It's up to you. Oh, well, this is one I've got expert knowledge on, of course, because I can never remember the size of the freaking tables to begin with. 4x6 uh, <laughs> is a generic one that we've played for many, many years. Yeah, the thing is, I never remember that. Um, though I do like the fact that they are trying to limit some of the time that can be spent over the top of it. Why? With the detachments, and you know, they say, you know, combat's only got one detachment, and I can't remember what the other ones are. And that should take you about an hour, and there's up to two hours, and three hours, and four hours. Yeah. Um, I think it's good because it actually allows you to try and fit a force uh, within a size of a battle within the size of a table, mm-hmm. so you can try and get more in. Uh, and considering with us, it has been in trouble at times to get games in, I think it's quite a useful little guide that they're trying to push there. <laughs> I just played Rob today, 1,400-point battle. Six yeah. hours later, we finished. Yeah. Mind you, that's also the player. That's also Remember the player. That. That's it is not also indicative. The player. No. But I, it didn't help, I, I, but it's not yeah. indicative, yes. <clears throat> see, I, I, sorry, go on. I, see, I, I like the idea that, yeah, that, that they're giving you some um, sort of smaller spaces to operate yeah. in and giving some guidelines as far as how much terrain and things like that yeah. are needed as well. So um, it, it it it's a far cry from, oh, yeah, go six by, six by four, whatever the hell you want. Yeah, that's right. Well, they did have a... And the thing was that six by four, whatever the hell you want, it, it works for so many players. Like, if it, reasonable players, I reckon everyone on the screen here would be perfectly fine building a 6x4, whatever the hell you want, fair game. Yeah. yeah. But there are certain other players, and we know them. Like, there are players that we've played with. There are so many players in the world that they cannot deal with fairness. Mm. They can't make it just a game. That is, they must win no matter what. And it's just... It's trying to nerf that aspect of the game you need to without your rules. damaging that community aspect that we all love. So I missed so, all that. Um, yeah, all right. excited. <laughs> we're all excited. We're all Where excited. were we? We're on scale think, look, of battle. We completed when they, scale. When they first said, yeah. Should we push we're going to make the scale the game. When, uh, can't you scale the game already? Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it is a thinly veiled plot to sell more kill team mats. That was the other thing I yeah, thought was weird. Forty-four I... inches, so just over yeah. three foot, but not quite all of four the. Foot. Yeah, it's it's multiples of kill team mats is yeah. what all those numbers are. Um, uh, yeah, as you said, they can scale it, and they did. They've said we're going to increase points, yeah. so that you'll have less units. Yeah. So, which I don't, I don't have an objection to. More expensive units means I don't have to buy as many. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, means you have to actually make hard decisions yeah. as to what units you're going to take. Makes the game more interesting. Simple, not ultramarines. So reserves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Why> I don't <laughs> use them. <laughs> well, you know, 
I, I like the sound of needing to use command points to put units in reserve. I'm curious how they're going to change it, because they, they said some very grand and vague stuff, which has been pretty common so far in this announcement, uh, where they talk about your, your units could come from wherever and there'll be more opportunity for generalship. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? Are we going to be able to pick which... Are we going to be able to like go, oh, well, for one CP, they come in from your side. For two CP, they deep strike. For three CP, they come in from whatever board section you want. Is that how it's going to work? Or is it going to be just they're in reserve and you roll a die to see what happens? Like, we need more information before we can yeah, really decide I, how good I, that is. I got the impression that they were looking to do it as a... You can go from any table edge, provided, yeah. you know, you're have the whole nine inch insertion type deal. Well, I'm just curious, are you gonna you pay more CP two. for that? Yes. I reckon so. Yeah. Well, I hope so. <laughs> uh, I yeah, you gotta use command points to put him in reserve. I, I love that idea. Um, because I don't want it to go back to that I've deployed, nothing's on the table. I know. <laughs> yeah, well, look, if your if your dark El, dark elder didn't want to get absolutely wrecked, they shouldn't have showed up there. Yeah, <laughs> you talking to me, you bastard. <laughs> um, it'd be interesting, but uh, as long as I don't fall into that alpha strike side of things. Yeah, if it, it, it if it can reduce the alpha strike, that's great. Yeah, because <laughs> alpha strike is not up. a writer's strike because that shit sucks. But this is where <laughs> this is where the terrain thing comes back in, and having the proper obscured um, thing, you shouldn't be able to alpha strike. You know, turn one. No. Yeah. Well, I've often said that one of my rules of, ter- of placing terrain is you shouldn't be able to just wail on each other from your deployment zones. If you no, can, you can terrain be, down. Yeah. Mm. You got it. It's yeah. Tactically, you got to actually move and engage. Seriously, what we should do before we set up any armies, before we set up any game, we should actually look at the terrain that's there. Why have we chosen this terrain? Why have we chosen this location? It's not because you can fire at each other from two hundred kilometers away because if you could you would have fucking done that already Mm. you're fighting over this area because there's a massive amount of impenetrable terrain for your weapons and you need to fucking fight over it are you talking about a narrative game i'm talking about (laughs) fucking making good decisions See, like, I've got, it's I've not got a narrative game, it's it. just any game. No, I think, I think what they've been saying is the type of terrain you put down will have an effect. So if you're in industrial terrain, will be different to if you're in a forest, which will be different to a, an ice tundra. Um, and I think that's awesome. Um, because mm. I, what terrain do we put down at the moment? Well, I have an industrial terrain scenery. That's why I put it down! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So so what do you think about blast weapons, Greg? Ooh. So when I got rid of templates, I cried a little, died a little inside. It was very upset, <laughs> uh, to be fair, because I loved my Shame. blast weapons. I used to love playing with them oh, as well. It was so good. And, you know, people loved it when I played against them, them with my blast weapons with all my uh, tanks. Didn't yes, you? yes. I, I, I have fond memories of that. Yes. Yes. Mm. So when you shoot a battle cannon into a unit of thirty orcs and you kill two, you go, really? 
Mm. Mm. That doesn't yeah. seem quite right. Fra- frag missiles were the same, so... Yeah. So the fact that guns will now get a um, keyword blast and will be more effective against larger squats... Squats. Yeah. Larger squats. Larger squads. I suspect they're going to do something similar to what we already have in this edition, which is some some if guns will be like, unit. if you're shooting at a unit of 10 or more, you get this many dice. If yeah. it's 20 or more, you get this many dice. But that'll probably be attached to the keyword yeah. instead of attached to every single vehicle. Because yeah. I think they mentioned there's going to be like universal rules, didn't they? Yeah, they did. There's going to be the back of the book. There's going to be like the rules meant to be, I think we had what, a four page rule book last time. It's it's almost like bespoke data card rules were a bad idea. Oh, <laughs> um, so no, I'm I'm excited about it, and um, I think they need to come back because when you have you know if you have a knight raining down fire and kills one Nurgling base, you sort of go, what? <laughs> Interestingly, in Engine War, I saw a lot of stratagems that are if you were firing this type of weapon from this type of knight it gets max hits. Or if you are shooting from Helverins at a unit with at least six members in the unit, you get six shots instead of 2d3. So I saw a lot of stratagems like that. It was interesting because the Demolisher, right, was d3 hits unless it was hitting with a unit of 10 or more, which would make it d6, but then they changed it and just made it d6. So they reversed that. It was weird. Yeah. Hmm. So, look, I'm excited to see how it comes about. Uh, I look forward to it. Uh, Mark K is going to talk about Those on the uh, podcast and uh, watching the stream, uh, yeah, those chips were so freaking good and I feel great. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to say I something? I those so bad. I've been on mute the whole time because I've been crunching chips. <laughs> Fuck, it was awesome. I just realised <laughs> I got a bit chilly in here and went, oh, where's the heater? So flyers, they're kind of going back to how they were in seventh, um, I'm noticing. Like they're, they're leaving the table and, and coming back and things like that. Um, I choose to believe that's a good thing because the flyers were kind of really cramped with the whole like you have to turn 90 degrees and then try not to run off the table and all of that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then there was the whole like... They can't be over the top of other units and all sorts of stuff like that. So, you know, it 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 seems good, but there's not a whole lot of info on it yet. Did anyone ever play with the Skies of Blood rules, I think they were called, where they added, like, dogfighting rules and the ability to fly off the table and stuff like that? I think that was in 7th, wasn't it? It was in 7th, but they added that, that expansion. Oh, yeah, and the dogfighting... It was like a supplement. Another plane... It feels like they're trying to add that. They're um, trying to bring that back. Because well, in that you could fly off the table and come back on later. Yeah, but you could like, also go off those the things... play off the table and fight someone else who was off the table. Yeah, and they keep saying it makes flyers feel more like flyers, and I'm like, that no, sounds like sounds... they're trying to bring back some of that stuff that no one used, and then it got dropped for eighth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you're right, um... Mark. The, the... Fly that way, fly that way, fly that way, and just do that square. <laughs> and and I'm interested to see whether they do ban flamers from being able to shoot at them, because I know for a long time that everyone's counter was, um, you know, acid spray slash flamer, um, 
because you couldn't miss the fly, uh, the flyer. Yeah. Yep. And the other part of the flyers is it no longer obscures the people underneath, like their base. Oh, I can't stand here because there's a plane 400 metres above me. Yeah. So I'm interested to see how they're going to do that. Yeah, it's hard to do that properly. Yeah, they're allowed to stand on that base, which would be interesting for all the people who did all the Surely they bases. have to. Vertical distance has to be a real thing. Well, if you because, can people yeah, on I mean, if, 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 if the distance between the, the, the plane's cannons and the target are a real thing, the distance between the plane and ground has to be a real thing. I, hmm. I say they need to just issue like a, a, a GW mobile to hang off the ceiling <laughs> and you just have a string and spin it around. And... No, GW drone with laser targeting. No, I like Stark's idea of the mobile. That could easily rake in, what, 80, 90 bucks for one of those? But I think if oh, you're going to play oh, easy. that, you also and have it... to have Mission Impossible suspension for yourself to move it. No, you just... You've got, just... to... <laughs> you've got to have the G-Dub branded um, string as well. <laughs> yeah. You can't just have normal twine from Woolies. You've got to have the G-Dub stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, and but until they... <laughs> Until they Mark release that, claim patent pending on that. <laughs> Until they release that, you just go down to Fishwick and buy yourself a suspension harness, and then you can just put all your put all your models hanging from that. Just put D rings on top of all your flyers. You, <laughs> uh, you never know; some of our players probably have those set up as it is. Yeah, all of them have Talbots. Yes. So interesting to see what they do. Um, other things we have learnt over the time that since it's been relaunched, modifiers would be no more than plus or negative one. Do not like. See this. This sounds like flagrant bullshit. There's no way that's yeah. actually true. Yeah, I think it's not so much um, like your APs minus two AP and stuff like that. That's more what like, I'm saying. I think it's more. <laughs> If I want to shoot you, I can get a plus one. If I play this stratagem, this stratagem, this stratagem, it's still plus one. Yeah, so no I stacking. Believe, yeah, I, think I it's believe that you can't stack, like, shooting, wounding, hitting modifier. Yeah. I don't believe that they're going to flatten all the armor penetrations. No, no, they won't. Like, you can see that. Uh, it it feels like it's more about you can't stack things rather than there's no more than plus one or minus one. Mm. I it's agree. A badly worded thing that they haven't explained. Yeah, <laughs> the, the stacking explain. used to shit me. Oh well, that's where that people were playing that yeah seven stratagem cards in the first mm. turn to get you will die if I touch my dice. I don't even have to yes. roll it. The infamous two plus re-rollable invulnerable save. You know. Oh, you mean the standard arm smurf thing? Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> well, that one was usually zinch demons. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the morale phase will change. I don't know anything about this. What's that? So Missed that bit. They so haven't explained it very well. <laughs> I was going to say, they haven't explained it very well. No, all like, they've said is yeah. it's going to be... Um, it won't be just a simple roll the dice, you lose people. It will be a, a, a tiered... There'll be different effects of morale. So, so I, the more I you think, fuck up, the worse it'll be. Well, I'm thinking more that shock... You know, like with Necromunda, you, you get shocked and, and when you fail the morale test, and so you can't do as much as that, or shell shock. Wasn't another one that, uh, what game was that? Was that fourth or something? Where you got shot and you basically took took to the ground. Uh, that was pinned. Pinned, that's like the word. Yeah. Six so maybe, than that. 
Maybe they might bring back pins. Who knows? <laughs> I don't think Fingers they're going to change it that much because, in as they've said, the, the 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 Psychic Awakening books were written for the new edition, and Slanesh has a, a demon ability, which is your greater demon. It gets bone. It gets one wound back for each model burned. that falls back oh due to morale. I just got burned. So currently, your greater demon gets. Plus gets one wound per model that runs away from morale. So we don't know. And like that's kind of the wording. So that's still going to have to be on the table yeah. somewhere. Well, look, uh, uh, and if they nerf it too hard, that ability is going to suck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Slanesh Demonettes. Yeah, their morale. If they fail the morale, or get a roll of one, they come back. You know, no. They just regenerate stuff. So you know, if, they, if we can use our old books... They have to have that in there. Well, that's somewhere. what I'm saying. Like, the old book suggests, yeah. and it's an old, the, the most recent book. Mm-hmm. So yeah. this has got to have been written for the new rules. Yeah. So models fleeing dying is still probably going to be a thing, because otherwise, why put that rule in the Maybe book? Maybe they'll just... actually bring back the old flee rule. Remember when you didn't just lose people? You actually had to run away. Yeah. And they would run off the table yeah. or into yeah. into terrible places. <laughs> yeah, but that was good because they had a chance to recoup or get absolutely stabbed to death while they turned their back. I actually like that better than what we've got at the moment. I'm not a fan of our current morale system. No. Yeah, I, I the the worst thing that I have about the current morale system is just the fact that I keep even forgetting to do it. Yep. Oh. Like because there's so many. Um, modifiers and stuff where you just don't suffer morale that you do it so infrequently that you don't even remember it's a phase yeah or if you're a marine player and you have like five man squads and your morale's like eight or nine it's like well i'll use the whole fucking squad before i can fail yeah before you said that all i could hear from mark was just arrogance but ultramarine so i was (laughs) (laughs) morale we don't even bother no stinking morale They shall know no fear. So, so that that that's honestly to me as a non-player at the moment, that sounded like, you know, everybody has to face this this ridiculous morale thing. I mean, no, no one else has to take this test. You know, why would you even bother? And really, it's only Marines. <laughs> I didn't even know. No, 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 I didn't no, know. No, no, no. Tyranids, Tyranids, ha- when they're in synapse, don't have it. Necrons don't suffer from morale. Yeah, we oh, do. Like, we do now. You do now, do you? Yeah. Okay. We get fucked over more now than anyone else. Oh, everyone suffers from morale except mm. units that are explicitly immune to it, like Tyranids. It's mostly just and Tyranids who are immune. But Marines don't suffer it much because their unit size is so low and your morale check is based on how many models you lost compared and to your leadership. And they're so mm. drunk. Yes. Those fucking Space Wolves, they're like fucking tits deep in ale and they don't run away. They just fucking... I mean, the hard thing is... I'm very morale my, my arm is gone. It's okay. <laughs> Fuck it, I've got another one. Legend I can fire years. a bolter and swing a chainsaw. Fuck you! I'll bite your legs off. Yeah. I lost my arm, but by the grace of the Emperor, I was born with a second one. Let's go! There will be more <laughs> units put into legendary status, but not in a big hit. I'd want to know more about it. Oh, I think yeah, as soon as I saw make anyone happy. some of the new <laughs> Marines and stuff, went, oop, Devastators are gone. Oop, uh, uh, assault Marines are gone. Oop, yeah. A big hit is a relative term. Nice blue screen. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I had to do it. I'm sorry. 
So we don't know any more than that, but we know that that, and we knew that was coming. We knew you know, for well, Necrons will probably, mm. you know, and we know, and that's what I'm particularly interested because you've you've seen the new Necron destroyer, whatever that thing is, the Scarpec destroyer, whatever it is. That is obviously something that they go around. I don't think it's anything major. I think it might be a, a dynastic style, yeah. and that's that dynasty's version of a destroyer. But then they do that, and they become back with the Silent King or whatever. Will they then go, all right, the rest of them can all now just piss off when you don't need to see them anymore? I think the they're going to get the Primaris I... treatment, but I think you'll see yeah. more of the old Marines be moved on more than you'll see the old Necrons moved on. They're, yeah, they're that's what I'm thinking. Staggered. Um, the impression that I got with the new destroyers was they're a new type of destroyer yeah. that doesn't replace the old ones, but that is in parallel. They are both destroyers, but they are t- different types. Different armaments. Honestly. Like this one is a Scorpec destroyer. That one is a Necron destroyer. Yeah. Like, yeah. So Scorpec means Primaris. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Necron 2.0. <laughs> we got upgraded. Yeah. They are my Necron 2.0. I've had a good run with them. I can't argue too much, really. Okay. So it'll be interesting to see what does do. What does do? Moving on. Does do. Now, Mark, mm. you brought this up earlier. The withdrawal from hand-to-hand has a penalty. Which I've always felt needed to be the case because oh, yeah. the amount of times you'd have um, Tau were very uh, um, good at this. They'd, they'd hop in, mess you up, hop out, yeah. and then... and rinse repeat and and yeah. you were sitting there and there was just nothing you could do well in most army well, too many walk armies out of hand hand. yeah yeah but walk out of hand it's... hand un manhandled was not appropriate everybody was Except Mark, manhandled. Who's, mm. who's had mm. a who's had a, a an issue with his um mouse and keyboard driver <laughs> <laughs> kbdhid so I'm looking forward to see that take effect because I don't think you should be able to go not me yeah I, I just not it it's uh, can shoot him now. I can see the point of it I just get annoyed with it because my units are predominantly non hand to hand so am I going to be ultimately more affected now than I were and I don't know from my opinion, whether I was being uh, given an unfair advantage, I don't know. I'm just seeing well, a weird face on ears. But well, I just don't want to see my guys get absolutely smashed because they're not built for H to H. And I get well, the question, well, the question you have is, do you have any other bullshit rules that allow you to fall back and then just shoot? No. Like, see, that's what they're trying to stop. Yeah, yeah so, so with Ultramarines as an example, you would fall back and you'd take a minus one to hit but you could shoot yeah. after that. Now, there's a lot of stuff like the flyers and a whole bunch of other ones that get zero penalty yeah. whatsoever. Well, it wasn't even flyers. It was zero fly rule. So <laughs> anyone who had a jetpack had the fly rule, so they can go thanks. Axe anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and and what would happen is you'd charge some, um, you know, crisis suits. They would fall back and then just blast the heck out of your guys who had finally plotted across the, yeah. the yeah, yeah. map to charge. Yeah. It's a function of something they've been really pushing, I feel, in this release. It's the, the, the State of Origin style, bring back the Biff. People yes. have been complaining that hand-to-hand combat is useless in yeah. 8th edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, I disagree, but 
they're trying to make it more valid and more effective. Well, it's funny yeah. that you say that because they had they changed the rules where they had that um, corn berserkers in a rhino tank who'd go up, the tank would explode, corn berserkers would get out, charge, they're in combat. Oh no, that's too powerful. Take that back. You can no longer do that. Okay. Well, they were like the intended way that rule's supposed to work. I think was their argument. Yeah. Yeah. It's just funny because yeah, it was that's how you load it up. You just put your corn berserkers in, and you want waiting for the rhino to explode. You yeah, because they explode. can't charge. They can't charge if they get nickel. But if the vehicle blows up, they can charge in the next turn. Yeah. And and that's where I'm hoping that they do do something with the transports because Eighth hated transports, basically. Like, oh, they just made yeah. it so oh, that they were useless. Oh, yeah, they did that one Necron barge, yeah. yeah. I mean, I I didn't have that much of a problem with transports in Eighth, but, yeah, everyone else hates it. Like, oh, it, it, killed, it killed the Rhino and the Razorback and a whole bunch of other units... Um, which I used very heavily in seventh because I could move and then get my guys out and then yeah, do they it. They could get out and shoot. They didn't move further, but they could get out and shoot. You know, but now it's they have to get out before the the transport moves. I mean, hang on, but yeah, I did but, notice that my guard lost their party boss. Yeah, mm. right because that was the standard. Sorry, go. On. I was saying that was the standard thing you did with Imperial Guardsmen. You just put them all in, in the Chimera and they all just fired out of the Chimera. Oh, yeah. You yeah. just used the Chimera oh, yeah, yeah. bus. Yeah, well, that's what I did with the Rhino. Okay. Yeah. All we grab know grab cannon. Overwatch will change. Theories? Mm. Isabel? What was wrong with it? Um, I, think, I think what you'll see is that everyone in a unit can shoot in Overwatch because it was always stupid that if you were at nine inches and your flamer was like an eight-inch range, yeah, that, that that they were like, oh, I'm charging you, but I'm a little bit further away. So they go, oh, well, I can't I, reach him, so yeah. I'm not going to flame him no, at all. I, I actually liked that because it gave you an ins to go for a longer charge. You Charging from nine inches away is harder than charging from seven inches but away. Was, but you won't get flamed. But the problem with that was <laughs> I had to be nine I was nine inches away, but I only have to roll an eight to get into combat. Yet my flamer that's eight inches can't shoot you at nine inches. Mm. Mm. Well that's because like, you know, eight is still less than average. <laughs> but uh, as I said, it's not like the flamethrower guy is gonna be like, Oh, they're I'll too far uh, no, <laughs> Yeah, but just don't, it was you know, the, it was a reaction against the seventh edition flame, unlimited fucking range, which was ridiculous. No, I, I agree with uh, Mark on this one. If I'm a flamer, I'm not going to stand there and go, "He's a little bit too far." I'll just wait for him to punch me in the yeah. face. Yeah, but <laughs> I was letting him come an inch closer. In eighth deck. edition, like it was particularly bad with the towel. In, uh, in sorry, in seventh edition, it was particularly the towel because they could all oh, overwatch God, you. So terrible. you could get you could get flamed by the guy thirty six inches away. Yeah. When you over, when you charged, and that was ridiculous. Yeah, that was yeah. And, ridiculous. And, and, and I'll completely pay that. Like, 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 they, they, there needs to be a middle a ground big, yeah. that 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 and the I guy like, thirty six inches know, away can't flame. I think the middle ground is if Ultramarines are charging, everyone in the army can shoot. <laughs> As a Dark Angel, I can support the plus that. <laughs> now, Red. Uh, Greg, you, you were asked for my opinion on this. I did. My opinion on this, on this that I, I, I don't play the game. I know. I've got no I just idea. I wanted to hear your voice. <laughs> I have chips. 
And they are good. Missions will be varied and flavoursome. Um, yeah, I kind of kind of believe that. Um, they they seem to be catering the the new missions for the the different size play fields and stuff too. So yeah. um, we could see some interesting stuff there, but no info yet. I think it'd be good. I mean, they've released one, and it seems to have a bit more story behind it. I think it's where that um, the organisers Nova for playtest because they have some pretty serious mission things. Not serious, but not the basic. You stand here, you stand here, and shoot each other. Have fun. Mm. So, any other comments? No, good. Mm. I like this one. Secondary missions can be selected to better suit your force. Yeah, I like the idea of this because it means you're less likely to get hosed by a bad mission. And how many times have you rolled up to a mission and been like, oh, my army's fucked. I can't win this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that and there's usually, um, like with Tyranids, some of them don't make sense because you're like, why would Tyranids care about any of this? Yeah. <laughs> It's like, you know, I've had it happen in back when I used to play tourneys. I showed up with an army that had, like, I was playing guard, I think, car park guard, and I had, you know, something like 26 kill points in my army, and my opponent had nine. And I'm like, so, how am I going to win a kill points mission, guys? Yeah. Can't. Good luck with that. Yeah. Some of the examples they show, if you're, you know, if you're a corn corn berserkers, you're not going to go for. How many kills do you get in the shooting range? Yeah. I don't know. How far can I throw my fucking axe? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I like the ability to yeah. be like, well, I'm going to add a secondary mission my army can actually do or actually cares. Your army coming into the character of yeah. your army coming into play. Yeah. <laughs> and even, even beyond the character of your army, you're not getting screwed by the primary mission. Yeah. You get a bad. Mm. All right. Death Watch to get some love and early on. Now, if anyone watched the Q and A, that's where this reference has come from. So, what are we? Are we saying that they're going to get a codex first? The commentary. <laughs> there was a question made at the Q and A. Said, "Are Death Watch going to get any love?" And all of them went, "Yes, they will, and sooner than you reckon." Okay. So sometime. Or 2025. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so when COVID's over <laughs> and COVID 2 is passed and like Star Wars 186 yeah. has come out. Funny, then I need you to debate because I'm going to be back momentarily. He's <laughs> got through me. Oh my God. The, the leader has left quick. Riot! 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 He's broken him. Just break right. everything. So, uh, where were we at? We, we, we were lost Death, Death Watch, Watch and first. Shit. Death Watch. Yeah, yeah, ad break, yeah. whatever. Um, <laughs> how's everyone? Um, how is everyone feeling with the new edition? How's everyone feeling with their, their with their soul? Have this, has your soul been ripped out with this new edition? I don't know if I'd say that. Mark, uh, Mark K. I, I, I don't know if I'd say my soul has been ripped out by the new edition. Um, yeah, I'm I, I'm hopeful, I guess, um, I, and I guess I'd go with cautiously optimistic. 
um, to invoke a tired cliche, but um, yeah, uh, it, there's hope. I like it. Michael. Uh, I was literally about to make a joke that I feel like on, on the topic of new edition, I should just get cautiously optimistic tattooed down my arm. Because uh, it feels like it's the answer I give every time a new edition comes out. I'm like, hey, it could be good. We don't know. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love your response. And uh, Marget. Uh, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, came in late to the, all the additions there than everyone else did. So I came in on 7th. I saw 7th as something I liked. I saw 8th as something I disliked. Um, cautiously optimistic as well, I guess. I would like to see an even, well-played, well-thought-out edition instead of trying to appease all the tourney monkeys, getting every single rule and opportunity they want in and bring it back to the casual gamer. Yeah. I love it. That is all, all really good statements. For me, as a person who hasn't played since third ed, um, and I know my opinion is fucking pretty minimal here, but I am optimistic in that this is the first edition I've really felt engaged with and really felt like I could perhaps dip my toe back in. Well, let's snatch that moment there. Is What is making you do that? All right. Uh, really... And I'm telling you, 100% of what's pulling me back in is the Crusade rules. Oh, that was me. It's 100%. <laughs> Seriously, it's the Crusade rule. No, fuck you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> There's no rules for that in Ninth Edition. Give him a chance. Look, you, you ate my hot sauce and you loved it. Second and, edition. And we had such a good weekend. However, um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> But yeah, like my my nine year old is super hyped to hear that ninth edition is coming out because he's like that gives me a great excuse to start playing because it's yes. edition. I know, like, I know. He's anyway, really excited about it. This is where we should lead off. This is the excitement we should lead off. What do we got, Greg? What nobody wanted my opinion. No, no, no. Ask. What tell us question? your opinion. What was the question? The question was. Uh, That's exciting what, about ninth. What's exciting about Ninth? What's pushing your interest in Ninth or opposite? No, Crusade is, as you mentioned, that's the big one for me. I think 8th edition had no character to it at all. It was simply put my force down, roll my dice. That was it. There was no... I mean, today's game was awesome, it was exciting, but it was still, oh yeah, you point that gun that way, I'll point that gun, mate, I'll put my hammer through your head. How's that? Okay, good. <laughs> But I never got engaged with my salamanders. I didn't really get engaged with my guard. And I'm like, if, do I want to win today? Yes, I'll take my guard. It's not because <laughs> I wanted to play Catachan. It's because I know how to play them and I know how to play them well. Death Guard, which for considering I didn't like Chaos and I didn't want to go Nurgle, I love my Death Guard. They're fun. Everyone hates them, but it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm excited that the flavour of the game will come back. It's not just... yes. Stand yes. and shoot, stand and shoot. Yeah, hopefully comes back. I should say. And, I mean, you that's... Know, units have differences. It's not everyone is the same. Which is funny for an edition where they where they drilled in there. All the units have their own rules, 
and they didn't feel that special. No, well, we talked about what they missed in the Space Marines uh, supplements. Where were the special units for the White Scars? Where were the special units for the Salamanders and, and stuff? Mm. It's just, okay, here's a character. Yeah, but where's my Fire Drakes? Yeah, okay, but where's my special attachment of bikers and my White Scars? Not that I have White Scars, but I am tempted <laughs> with this new edition. If it's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Imperial Fists did they really have any advantage since terrain was such a non-event yeah 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 and painting yellow fuck you go through all that shit to get I've got no advantage how about go get now let's move on <laughs> now we just smashed through uh, monsters, terrain, yep. and so scale of battle, now. blah, 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 flies. Now, uh, we've got an air break, or where are we at? Where are we at time We're going to do a kids? quick ad break for 30 seconds, because I think we need a breather. <laughs> I've already taken my breather, and it was good. <laughs> <laughs> Could have used a can, and no one would have noticed. Oh, my noticed. God. It's... Oh, th- we are rollers and we have the games for you. Be it board games, card games, dice games or party games. You name it and we have it. Find us online at rollersboardgames.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at rollersboardgames. From acoustic to distortion, Storyboard Concept is music that's honest, relaxing and full ball rockin' music. Follow Colin at storyboardconcept.bandcamp.com We are back. Hope you enjoyed that. That are the adverts that we have that we run. <laughs> so, <laughs> Rollers Board Games. That is where we get all our uh, gaming, board gaming accessories from. Uh, good bloke. We had a really good game last week. Um, uh, a couple of games we provided by him. Uh, Caffeine Rush was a good one. Until somebody poured beer over it. Isabel! <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, Rollers Board Games, check out. I believe they've got a few games on sale at the moment, so check them out. Uh, and of course, the guy who produces all our music for us. We love him, Colin. He just had a newborn. Yes, his number two has arrived. Uh, I think it was born about yay big and had legs and feet. It was a wonderful situation. Remotely human. Oh. Uh, have you met Colin? That's not the point. Uh, remotely. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So it's great that he's been able to produce music for us. I really appreciate that. Um, we have realized we've gone, we normally go for about an hour each episode we're going two hours long so we had a big section we're going to talk about models and stuff like that so we're going to sort of go a bit quicker we're going to talk about what models impressed us the most that we've seen so far I just want to point this out because I know one of people give me grief I was looking at what models have been announced so far for 9th edition did you know that 9 new space marines have been announced and 9 new necron miniatures have been announced Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> and what does that tell us? That Half-Life 3 is due out this year. Oh my god, that's what it is. <laughs> so You are correct, I'm going back to eating chips. Michael, I, what, what, two what? miniatures that just gone for you. Um, one for the Marines, one for the Necrons. What have you gone? <gasps> well, actually, uh, in true fanboy style it's the Primaris Lieutenant everybody's yeah. favourite model um, I just I really like <laughs> the way the new Primaris they've announced for this have that old school marine 40k vibe like they've got a bit more 
he's got more paraphernalia on him. He's got like the shield. He's got more purity seals. He's got robes on him. He's got a fucking 30k Volkite. He's just a cool model who is just looks better than the old Primaris did. He's a Primaris who steals from the aesthetic of the older Marines, and I like it. Fair enough. And for, and, the, uh, for the Necrons, I hadn't really picked one out, but I like. I like that interesting new Satan-looking thing. Oh, Satan, I'm curious if it is going to gonna be a Satan. It's the one in the background with the big silver wings <laughs> yeah. and like that helmet. Mm. I'm curious what that is, if it's going to be a Satan or if it's going to be some kind of enslaved Satan that the uh, the Silent King has kind of captured and, and taken control of with mechanical stuff. That's the mm. vibe it I does get. Look awesome. mm, I'm curious look about it. Mark... Hey, okay. what about you? So, um, for mine, I was actually liking the Judica on uh, the Primaris side. Um, I'm just a bit curious. It's It's got a chaplain-y kind of vibe. I, I don't know where they're going with that, but um, I'm interested. Chaplain meets Judge Dredd. That's what I'm going with. Yeah. It's, it's the equivalent of executioner that they have. Yeah, and um, yeah, and for Necrons, I think I was liking the Destroyer because um, they kind of bulked them up a bit, and they they're, they're a bit less um, like legless centaur. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. So um, yeah, um, they're they're mine. Isabel, ne- uh, not the Necromarines. <laughs> Necromarines, hang on. Space um, Marines, Space Marines, yes. Which ones? Uh, I think I just like the fact that the Primaris no longer look like Tau alternates. Um, for me, the Primaris, traditionally, from when they started, they were always a little bit clean. Mm. So clean. And as everyone said so far, they're getting a little bit more... Uh, a little bit more uh, artificial, sort of armor, weapons, this sort of thing. And, no, I'm very fond of the fact that we're getting Primaris to a place where we're not thinking, whoa, shit, are you like a Tau faction? What's going on? <laughs> and for the Necrons? Um, I think I like the enormous blades and shit. The enormous blades. Only because, like, Necrons were always, like, very large guns, hunched over motherfuckers, all this shit. Now that what they've done, they've you know an extra spine, a bit more hunched over, but now they've given these enormous, ridiculous blades, which is pure forty k. I love it. <laughs> not for safe. Marines. Um, not that I give one rat's ass about the Smurfs in blue. Um, speaking for my daughter who actually plays them, uh, the bikes. I think they looked funky, and I'm always happy to have the, the bike type of stuff in there. Yes. Uh, for my crons, for me, it's the Silent King. I have been interested in the Silent King right from the start, and it's interesting now to see that they're finally going to bring him back. And if you have a look at the model, you see on the back of his little caban barge or whatever it is, the half corpse of a Satan shard there, on. Yeah. I'm assuming. I think it looks really cool, and I'm absolutely bound to fuck that up so severely when I paint it. <laughs> <laughs> For me, uh, I love the what are they called? The veterans? Um, no, not the veterans. The guy, the blade with, guard. No, no, it's it's oh yeah, the veteran guard. Far out. 
I'm trying to fast forward to the picture. Blade guys with it's swords and Blade shields. and the shields. I love that. Like, for me, I just love the idea of just charging through with the shield going, ah, oh, you're going to get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you some of my um, Age of Sigma Stormcast when you save you some money. Oh, look, that is just pure mod. I'm pointing over here because I can see a picture of him. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> For the Necrons, I know it's going to upset you, Mark, but I love the new look of the Warriors. I hate them. I think it just gives that Absolutely character to it, that hate half-dead... The, I agree with you, Greg. Scarabs coming out of their guts. The uh, the intestines, which is actually wiring hanging down. I love it. I think it's uh, fantastic. I, I know you had it, so I wanted to bring it up. I don't like it at all, but I just want to bring it up. No, I do actually like it. It just looks <laughs> fantastic. Because um, my, my oldest plays Necrons, and putting those miniatures together, oh my god, so fucking fiddling boring. <laughs> So That's I, the I, idea. They're robots. They come out of a machine. But they're dead robots, so they can't be fully functional. They come out. Ah, they come out of a machine. Thriller, thriller. No, that's not right. Yeah, I get the impression <laughs> that new ones are, are really old ones. They yeah. haven't been mm. freshly built. Yeah, they. My impression is they are the Silent King's forces. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I really like them. I, I, yeah, I would suggest that um, the new Necrons. They, they. They've missed all of the upgrades in the preceding. <laughs> That's section. it. That's what I like. They're not quite fully functional. An so iPhone one versus an iPhone thirty thousand. So that's that's there you go. There's a rundown of the miniatures. There have been a lot. I said nine of each force have been announced, or well, confirmed pictures of blurry or whatever. There are nine, at least nine of each. Convenience, right? <laughs> So we did mention at the start of the episode we were going to give our predictions of what the first five codexes we think we're going. And we should probably rephrase that. What are the first four after after Space Marines will be released? <laughs> because we know Space Marines will be the first, right? Yeah. My first... Oh, I am the first on oh. well, well, they well, just came out. Well, turn. yeah, because they, yeah, they, they had a codex already. I believe the Marines will be the first one to come out with a new codex. What a yep. surprise. I think Necrons will be second. I think the Guard will be third. I actually think the Death Watch will be four and the Eldar will be five. So no sisters. Mm. Isabel. Sisters first. You wish. <laughs> <laughs> Necron second. Guard third, Eldar fourth, Marines five. Marines five, wow. Uh, not for safe. Um, I actually think they'll do a double drop and do Krons and Ultramarines first. Uh, I think, considering the push they're going to, I reckon they'll do that. I think Sisters will come in third. Um, after that, oh, I have no real thought because I don't think any of them have really been avoiding the love or getting too much love. It's, that's Those are the only ones that come to my mind at the moment. Okay. Uh, who's next, Mark? Safe for? <laughs> so I think, I think whoever is in the starter box, Marine those Necrons. two codex, those two codexes will drop. Well, those uh, images first. we've seen is, is the starter box, surely. Well, it has to be those three forces. Yeah, so uh, after that, I reckon Death Watch. 
Um, and then after that, you might start seeing something a bit different because all the chaos people will probably oh, arc up. So I, I would, I'd give chaos after that. One more. I think that's what four. Okay. Uh, uh, after that, um, maybe something for custodes. Oh, because they man. haven't had anything since before Psychic Awakening. Yeah. Death Watch, uh, Death Guard have not had anything since ninth edition, eighth edition was announced. Come on, just saying. Yeah, but no one plays Death Guard. Michael, oh, cool. I was going to let you have a speaking time, <laughs> but I've run out of time. <laughs> Mark, for your five. Oh, um, yeah. Much as it feels unjust to say so, I feel like the Marines are going to be probably the first. I, I like the idea of a uh, a dual drop with the Necrons. Because they're both they're both there, yeah. Yeah. like it feels like they're probably going to do it um, to put the new bloody models in there. Nothing else. Um, I'm I would like guard to show up alongside the sisters. Don't know what order they're going to be in, but I'd like to see the guard redone. I feel like when they talk about models going into the legends, guard are always where it comes to mind. <laughs> so mm. I feel like they're probably going to get a new codex to remove some of the old guard models. Um, <laughs> And probably Deathwatch in there as well, because Deathwatch hates Xenos, and we've got a lot of Xenos uh, showing up as our, I guess, Deathwatch as well, but not straight away, because they said they're going to be some time. I convinced you on the Deathwatch, clearly. Can I make a radical, radical theory? No. Come to light? (laughs) Go on. Imperial Guard and Sisters all encompassed. Same same. Imperial Agents under one banner. He may as well touch death watch oh, under that nice same time. See, it'd be nice to see an Imperial Agents Codex. Yeah, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, we didn't mention uh, that the 40K, the writers of the 40K books are actually doing the Forgewell books as well. Which is good, I guess. Um, I keep complaining that the 40K writers don't fucking talk to the Forgewell writers. No, and I, no guess, <laughs> I guess the 40K guys just taking the Forgewell guys' job is probably better for us, but Why? it'd be nice if they just talked to them instead. Why I brought <laughs> this up is because the example they brought up was the Death um, Creek, whatever they're called, Death Force the Creek. Yeah, Death Core of Creek. They were the ones, for example, yeah, they're, they're getting, they're, and it sounded like, yeah, they get a lot of love, which means Astro and Militarum probably get a lot of love. And so we're in the debate stage now. That's why I yeah. think the guard would be up there. And the fact that they had Kadia up there as well, and they're bringing out those new Katachan models, mm. it, it makes me feel that they're going to get some love, which I. Bring the character back to Katachan, uh, to Bring back some guard. It'd be nice. See some Vostroyan. See some bloody Van Halen I've models. I've got a box of oh them in God. there. <laughs> fix the commissars. Yeah, fix the commissars. Unless you Yarrick, they're pretty useless. And they're only good if Yarrick's only good if you're playing orcs. That's fix the rough riders. Oh, they're legends. I know. Poor rough riders. That was hurtful. 
It's it's definitely no, rough for them. They'll they'll go they'll go that deep cut and guard are gonna get back jet bike riders again. Yeah, like oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. Now you're talking <laughs> shit. I have absolutely no idea. They are. Oh, I had first a model. Yeah, one of my first models got was the jet rider, an Imperial In guard. Holding up his gun like this. Guard got jet bike units. It was awesome. They were just dudes jet bikes with la- with with like multi lasers yeah. and shit. That was good. Yeah. good times. So, sisters, that's hopeful, not real prediction, is? No, I reckon, sisters, I, I, I have decided, because <laughs> I am in charge of GW and everyone knows it, that we're going to get a Necrons Sisters battle box. That is the starter set. Space Marines are not in it. Well, you know, if that happens, that means 10th <laughs> edition's right around the corner, because the sisters gets Codex new edition. Exactly. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Well, time. we did hear rumours of tenth being we did uh, already. How being ridiculous planned. is that? So, so it, it it could come true. No, 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 no. It's not ridiculous. Seriously, a company like this that has such a colossal reliance on law and on rules and on structures of rules, they need to be planning for tenth edition three to four years ago. Yeah. Oh yeah, seriously. Yeah, like, on, it's not. Oh, you, you, oh, can't, now, you can't. You yeah. can't suspect that they're going to go. Oh shit! It's fucking nine a.m. I got to release tenth edition at midday. Oh, I better start work. No, they've been no, working oh, on it. Now. Oh, they've, they've been working on it for a while. So, this edition they've just released. They started working on this. I would say in what twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen. Um. So we we all said Marine and Necron in our top five, and then Isabel did her own thing. <laughs> Fuck you. We all said guard. Uh, well, most of us said sisters as well. Yeah, so Marine, Necron, Guard. We all said those three, yeah? Yep. No. Yeah, I said no guard. No. No. What did you say? I said Death Watch, Death Watch, I Chaos. I just stoked that three people and... said Doth, Doth Watch. They're the yeah, uh, Watch, European version. Doth <laughs> <laughs> Watch. I went Smurf Cron Sisters. Oh, I've got a Porsche. Stop trying yeah. to suck my blood. Death Watch, Chaos, Custodes. So I noticed there wasn't a lot of Xenos apart from Necrons in there. Because ne- uh, they hate Xenos and they never update them. No. I believe I said Eldar as my last one. Was I said, no, you, no, I don't know. I said Eldar. And there was such a big focus on Eldar and Dark Eldar and Harlequins for a while through this whole psychic awakening. That was what I was thinking it was going to be early. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, we know two factions that got their psychic awakenings were in White Dwarfs, Harlequins mm. and Death Watch. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised. Do something. Else. I was actually going to say I wouldn't be surprised. One who was in White Dwarf is an early Codex release. Puts and... yeah. Interesting. Mm. All right, let's try and wrap this up. And... We are going a while. We'll go mm. on, Michael, before I interrupt you again. Ah, too late. <laughs> <laughs> Prick, Jesus. Alright, so the next part which I did ask you at the start to think about is when do you think ninth edition will drop and why? Mark not safe for work. That's gone. Yeah, that's you. When do you think ninth edition will actually drop? Uh November. November. Okay. And why? Christmas. Because of Christmas. Pretty much, um, 
they probably made, as Isa said, they've probably been planning this for a very long time, and I agree with that. Um, having done playtesting for D&D, particularly with 3rd edition, 3.5 and 4th, they were done a very long time in advance, and they let the leaks go out. So uh, they would be very well aware that this is an expensive hobby. They know it. They don't give a shit about how much they bankrupt us. And with the current economic clusterfuck that is all around the world, they need to get people having a reason to get these, get them in, get parents buying them for young people, uh, our people our age not being berated by their families because they're spending a fortune on these toys. I've had them for months, dear. Yeah, mine doesn't see the price. Um, <laughs> Isabel, your prediction for when it will drop? Uh, uh, although I agree with Mark in that they need to get it out to to cope with the, the ISO situation. And the ISO situation in Britain and the US is much graver than it is here. People are not allowed out still over there. Uh, I predict that they're going to... I reckon they're planning to release it when Mark said it was, November. But they know that people need to be indoors. And as soon as they're allowed to start manufacturing again... They want to get shit in people's hands so they can actually play it in fucking doors. Yeah, see your point. I reckon it's going to be late July. Michael? Uh, I reckon it's going to come out in October. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Get out. Because because it needs to come out before Christmas, but I think they're going to want some lead time so they can actually get it to people before Christmas. And I also think that they're probably going to try and run because of the situation. So it's actually a bit between the two, which I, I didn't intend to do, but that was actually where I was going. <laughs> Thank you, Fencer. Um... <laughs> He's doing a great job of it. It will be out sometime. <laughs> Next year, this year, maybe. Uh, my, me, I get to go before you, Mark. Ha, 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 ha. I think the original plan was probably later this year. Absolutely. But because of COVID, self-isolation, shut down and stuff, and they need to get money coming in, it will be July. Because if they've announced it now, it will have people not buying stuff to to until they get the new codexes. Good new call. Rules. You know, I need to buy some Marines. Hang on. I don't know if these Marines will be worth anything anymore in the new codex. I won't buy them. I'll wait for the new codex. So they've got to drop it sooner than later now. But they've been really pushing the, you know, about that. Like I they've know. been explicitly attacking that. I think that. the original plan was to drop it late this year over the Christmas period, but because of global situation and no money coming in, they're pushing it earlier and it will drop earlier because of that. So late July is my prediction. It's not what they wanted it to do, but they've had to do something. Mark, your turn. I'm I'm actually with uh, not safe for work, Mark. Uh, wow. November, I, I reckon they're they're going to aim for Christmas, yeah. because the restrictions will be easing at that point, and Christmas is when everybody buys their stuff. Basically, yeah. um, it, it, I, I couldn't see um, like June, July, because again they're all still in lockdown, yeah. um, and and you can't go play anywhere. And also, you've got a lot of countries not accepting stuff coming in from Europe. Mm. Yeah, that's why I and reckon they've got to, they And they've got to consider time. all of the um, uh, Brexit bullshit that yeah. the, yeah, the government's put on them. Good point. True. It's hard to produce stuff yourself in the foot that hard. Yeah. There you go. There you go. That's, that's predictions. I think they're all wrong and I'm right, but that's 
always the case in every podcast. <laughs> because you're an idiot. <laughs> Who said that? She calls it as she sees it. Speaks only truths. <laughs> okay, not so we've got, uh, late, no, we've got December. We're looking for the Christmas release. The release. Yeah. <laughs> and we've got two saying probably earlier than As soon than as possible. Planned. And we've got the fence in it. <laughs> it will come out when it comes out. No, when it's ready. It'll come out. It's going to come out when they can because they want it fast, but they can't do it too fast because they can't make it that quickly. But they won't wait till Christmas because they want it done as soon as possible. Yeah, I don't think they'll want it fast. I think That's my want it opinion. November, but it's going to come out quicker because. Yes, yeah, but I don't think that people haven't been able to July. buy anything. Yeah. And they've announced it. Nobody's going to buy anything again. As a Necron player, are you going to go out and buy more of Tyranid Warriors I've, and stuff? I've bought absolutely nothing for Necron-wise. I've bought um, Admech stuff. Yeah. As a Marine player, are you going to go out and buy old-style Marines? Hell no. Yeah, but people weren't doing that anyway. I did. <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll be looking on the second-hand markets, but that's about I did it too. at the moment. Can I make a strong, radical prediction? Go right ahead. Go for it. That historically, GW has shied away from electronic copies of their rules, but apparently 9th Ed is the first one where they're going to release an app for rules and codices. Yeah, we didn't even mention the app. And and this is going to be a really fucking big focus for them because of COVID. Because no one wants to go and buy a physical book. So the the PDFs, or or they won't be PDFs, but the app and the purchase thereof will be a a massive focus. Did you think we didn't mention the app because they promised that to us about 18 months ago? No, because they they, seriously, they promised it to us in fourth ed. Well, and I'm not kidding. One of the things they said at the start of 8th, didn't they, was they were going to try and do yeah. an app because 8th was kind of AOS in 40K. Yeah. And one of the biggest things they pushed in AOS was we have an app that has all of the unit data yeah. cards. And it's really and they good. never made that yeah. for 40K. Yeah. And now they're saying they're going to. Like, that was one of the things they said they were going to do. They were going to have an app like well, AOS. That, that's the big pitch is to make it uniform. So if I had to play a game here in my hometown, it will be the same. But then if I go play over in the US, it will be the same because everyone's using the same it's yeah, uniform the app, across the, the app board. app gets updated, whereas a physical codex doesn't. Yeah. Is kind of where you end well, up. That's why I never thought... I, I would never buy the codexes now on the electronic ones. I would say, it's great. But if you bring in an update, you're not updating my codex I bought. Yeah. You, if you bring in updates, you should be updating my codex. Not, I have I to really get another like... codex or another codex. Correct. Which is what we want. That's yeah. all we want. Live rule books. Pretty simple. Would be good. Yeah. yeah. It's not that hard in this day and age, is it? No, it's not. Me? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. that's it. We've had we've been talking for a shit long time. I have drunk more <laughs> beer than I probably should have have because I'm speaking with the bestest language. Bestest. Yep. We, have the Deutsch. we can no longer see Isabel's bottle of wine because I believe that is now empty rolling across down the hallway. And with the empty packet of chips. <laughs> with the chips. <laughs> <laughs> <Brilliant>. <laughs> so, 
So it was a definite sign we need to get out of here. I hope you enjoy it. I hope it wasn't just us talking about stuff we want to talk about. Well, it's a bit normal. 27 episodes. Uh, and I do hope you enjoyed um, a quick conclusion from Mark uh, not safe for work are we excited about 9th yeah <laughs> are we, are we uh, excited from the other Mark I, I, uh, yes yes are I am are we excited from Michael yeah I'm, I'm curious, cautiously optimistic <laughs> are we excited Isabel the door is open well sorry I'll just zoom <laughs> No, no. <laughs> door, oh, motherfucker. Door. <laughs> oh, I closed it. I'm very interested to see how it is, and, and, and my kids will be interested too, so it's going to be great. So, unless anyone else has anything to say, I will start doing our show. Start, oh, I'll do our traditional sign off. Wow. Where we are. Time to go. Words. Uh, okay, so you can catch us on our social links, please. If you are watching this on the YouTube channel, please hit that like button and the subscribe button. And the YouTube channel, of course, is RLG Real Loud Gamers. Follow us there. If you are watching this on our Twitch stream, please hit follow. I really appreciate everyone who follows me because I'm just that friendly. Don't believe what everyone else says. But also follow our RLG stream on Twitch because we stream... Combine games when Red Belly's not streaming by himself or Red Belly's not streaming at all. Yeah. We also stream on the RLG stream, and we'll link that in the show notes. Yes, the, the, you will get the credits. You'll see where that is. It is RLG twitch.tv slash RLG. Follow me if you'd like to. Who wouldn't? Twitch.tv slash Red Belly. If you want to follow Dodgy Witch, twitch.tv Dodgy Witch. And you'll sometimes find me on Dodgy Witch's channel helping her out be idiots in the zombie wasteland. That's it. You can follow us on our Twitter. It is at RLGOzGamers. There seems to be a theme here. You can follow us on our Facebook page. If you want to follow the 40K part of it, it is RLG40K. Or you can watch our whole gaming group, which is just RLG. What is it? Oh, my God. Real Life, Real Loud Gamers Facebook page. Oh, yeah, that's fucking knows, man. I didn't write that one down. Real Loud Gamers, RLG40K. Real Loud Gamers. Instagram at RLG40K. Also, the number is 40K. Um, please hit those links, hit those followers, follow us. It would be really appreciated. We'd love to do, we, we're going to do more of this content, so you might as well follow us anyway. Thank you for Join us, us make the content with us. Join Why us, mate. Yeah, look, we love the interaction. So, o, O24C, thank you for joining us for the chat um, tonight. Appreciate it. I'm using the mouse over here when the computer's over here, and then you use this mouse. That's not the point. That's what happens when you're multi-production. Please, Michael, sign us <laughs> off because I don't want to talk anymore because it sounds silly. You know what they say? Night no. time is a charm. Sorry, Michael, I'm say... going to cut you off because I haven't said bye to anyone. <laughs> what, Michael? That is... I, I, feel, I feel offended. Michael, I think you eyes. should quit the whole show. No, I'm kidding because I love That's you. It. I, think, I think Red Billy should quit the whole show for that alone. Michael, safe for work. Michael, safe for work. Never do that. <laughs> safe for work. Safe for work. Well, See ya. Say something now. That was it. So I said, I said, see ya. Not safe for work, Mark. If you want to plug anything, now's your chance. Apologies for my camera being a dick. No respect to Michael. Isabel, is your chance to plug anything? Uh, I love Michael, and I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'll plug stuff. I already did all the plugging, so woohoo! 
Thanks for joining us. Sign us out, Mike. You know what they say? Time is a charm. They say it's better than ever. So we'll be glorious or just a wet fart. Only time will tell. Tune in next month for more Warp Player Syndrome.